The wounded guard fell off his horse, obviously dead. The two remaining guards whirled on their steeds, drawing their swords, and they lifted their small shields. Dubby's horse lurched closer to mine. Stay close, he snapped. I have a shield. Indeed, more arrows were already flying and veering off as they were about to strike us. It was as though there were an invisible metal cone around us that deflected the shafts. Unfortunately, the bandits were also invisible, effectively hidden in the foliage. How many arrows could the shield stop? We were sitting ducks. The princess, I said, for she was sitting on her horse, a little apart, making no effort to hide or escape. She has her own shield, Dubby said. Anyway, they won't try to kill her. Why not? I asked, as my eyes scanned the network of foliage around us, trying to spot the attacking bandits. She's worth more in ransom than all of us put together. They mean to kill us and take her. Now I had the picture. I need to get out of your shield. You may be ignorant, but you're not crazy. Stay put. If the shield stops arrows, it may also stop bullets. I can't shoot through it. If a bullet is like an arrow, that is true. However, you are safe here. Let the guards handle it. They are competent. One's already dead. I have to help. Do not risk yourself unnecessarily. But I was already dismounting and forging forward, escaping the shield as I drew my gun. Fiera. I can't get there in time. The branches balk me from reaching you. And I could not fly in that restricted place anyway. It is a cunning ambush. Yes, the bandits had chosen well, to nullify the princess's primary defense. They must have shielded their thoughts so the dragon was not alerted to their presence as we approached. But my siege mentality was already operating. Strafe the foliage from above. Set it on fire. She was dubious. This will not halt the attack. Don't debate it, I snapped. Do it. I felt her circling, orienting. Then I saw fire in the treetops, blasting down between the branches, scorching the leaves, setting the twigs on fire. The tunnel of our path was becoming a tube of flames. Good. Now land ahead and come back here afoot. She did not argue, perceiving what was in my mind. Meanwhile, the fire spread. Yow! A man cried as he got burned. That identified his location. I shot him. He groaned and dropped to the ground, not knowing what else had hit him. Hey! I fired at that sound, too, and he groaned and fell. How many are there? I asked Fiera. Six. So there were four to go. I saw a figure move, avoiding the flame, and shot him, too. Three down. Now the guards, a bit slow on the uptake, advanced on the flames, swords ready. I am impressed with your gun, Fiera thought. Job's not finished. I scanned the flames for the others. A guard returned to stand beside me. He thought it was all over? Something flashed from a low tangle. I realized that it was another bandit, this one with a crossbow, so I hadn't seen any motion of drawing an arrow. I whirled to plug him and knew I got him, but the bolt was already on the way. It was too late to even duck. The guard beside me extended the flat of his sword in a lightning motion. The bolt smacked into it, emitting a cracking sound and a spark before dropping to the ground, right in front of my face. 
I stared at the fallen bolt, then at the guard. He had acted with precision the moment it was required, intercepting the bolt in midair. He had known exactly what he was doing. You boys didn't even need my help, I said. Reflexes like that? He merely turned away. The last two bandits are fleeing. They have seen your weapon in action. The numbers are no longer in their favor. Oh, shit. Can you point me to a bandit? Why? We have won this engagement. There is no longer danger from them. Just do it, please. Then through the brush and diminishing flames, I saw a figure hunching down, running clumsily away. Thanks. I launched myself into pursuit.